Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about some key storylines to watch for week four next on fantasy football today in five. Welcome to FFT in five. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Dan Schneier. We are recording on a Thursday afternoon. You're listening to this on Saturday. So we don't know what's going to happen in the Packers Lions game. Hopefully everybody stays healthy and we don't have to worry about it. But Dan, we are going to talk about three key things to watch for week four. But before we do that, One of them is kind of related to the idea of getting ahead of the waiver wire, making sure that there are high upside players out there that you can stash. And we saw a really good example of that with Devon Achan last week for the Dolphins, who had a historically great performance in his breakout game with the Dolphins. All of a sudden, he was like 55% rostered this time last week. He might be a top 20 running back the rest of the way. He might be a top 12 running back the rest of the way. So obviously, we can't predict when things like this are going to happen. But the idea is just when there are high upside guys like a, like that out there, you want to make sure that they're not on your waiver wire, that you stash them on your bench. Dan, you got a couple for us? Yeah, I want to start by saying Marvin Mims, the wide receiver on the Broncos. Look, right now he's not getting the opportunities we need. But if you look at the production profile dating back to his time at Oklahoma, and I'll go by the film too because I felt like he was one of the best wide receiver prospects in the class. He just didn't get a lot of hype because of the quarterback play there at Oklahoma. And now you look at the per snap numbers with the Broncos. It's insane. His yards. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, and he's just a big play waiting to happen. I don't know how long the Broncos can just keep that on the bench. Like, I get it. They want to play Sutton. They want to play Judy. They want to play 12 personnel. They want to play only two receivers on the field a lot. Sean Payton offense. But at the same time, they need a spark. So I think it's a good time to get ahead of it now with Marvin Mims. He's one of the guys I have on my list. Zach I Sharp- mean, Brandon Johnson's still playing ahead of him. You know, yeah. like, that's the that, that's the thing. Like, they're bringing in Traquan Smith. They, they've been playing. Lil Jordan Humphreys, I think, has played more snaps than him in two out of the three games. Like, okay, fine. Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. You don't want to usurp them. Get this guy on the field some other way. Because every he's the only guy who's doing anything in this offense down the field and making plays. A I 100% agree. I, I thought the, the comp to Tyler Lockett before the season made a lot of sense with Russell Wilson. You know, yeah. kind of an undersized big play receiver. And that's what we've seen so far. So, yeah, Marvin Mims absolutely should be on people's benches. Yeah, and just a couple others. Uh, Zach Charbonnet saw a big uptick in, in snap share, but also getting a lot of the third down stuff and will continue to see, in my opinion, an increased role in the red zone. And he's an incredible talent. Film was unbelievable at UCLA. So I'm looking for talent, guys. When I'm when I'm stacking, I'm looking for young, talented players who don't have a role right now. Those are the two at the top of my list. All right, let's uh, move on to one of our biggest things to watch this week, and that's how do the Dolphins use their running backs? Last week, it, it felt very 
obviously they could have done whatever they wanted to the Broncos last week. I think that's clear watching the game. But one thing that I think was really clear was with Jalen Waddle out, they wanted to get their running backs the ball in the passing game, get them the ball in space, let them make plays. Unusually high number of targets for Raheem Mostert. I think he had nine or, or seven in that game. What does this offense look like now that, I mean, this is a, a fully functional, fully operational battle station in the uh, in the parlance of, of Star Wars. So what's this going to look like? What do you expect to see from this Dolphins offense? I just feel like now that they uncovered it and they, they took the top off the can, they can't put that ba- player, that yeah. you know product back in the can, that product being Devin Achan. You just can't do it because he does change the offense and he changes it from a schematic standpoint. You look at some of what they did last year. Even, I'm sorry, last week, even the games, even the place where he wasn't involved as a runner or receiver, he's being used in jet motion, orbit mm-hmm. motion, different things to kind of get the eye, defense's eyes like, Okay, we got a guy who runs a four three and could break away at any point, and he's now put it on tape that he can do that. They one might of, one of three guys on the field for the yeah. Dolphins at any given time who can do that, which is insane. But at least on the in the backfield, and I know most are at, at in in the past had tested well. He's not the same runner as he was. Mm-hmm. Devin Achan has much more explosiveness, so I think he has to be on the field for a lot more snaps because of what he can offer from a schematic standpoint. Even if he is just the decoy, but. Being on the field will get him more touches as well. So I think it's going to be closer to a full-time share between him and Mostert right now. Yeah, I've got them both as top 24 running backs for week four. It's a tough matchup, obviously, against Buffalo, but I don't know how much matchups might matter for this Dolphins offense at yeah. this point. I uh, want to talk about one other offense that looks pretty uh, pretty bad right now, and that's the Bengals offense. Obviously, Joe Burrow played through the calf injury in week three, and then look, they got the win. It wasn't pretty. You know, he, he wasn't he wasn't mobile. He wasn't able to step into his throws. What do you expect from this offense? One, can Joe Burrow get back to full health? But even before the injury, he wasn't playing all that well. Do you think it's just a rust thing and this will, they'll get better? Or do you think there are fundamental issues here? I don't think there are fundamental issues. I think the first game can be largely attributed to that weather. But now there are issues within the injury. Until he gets healthy, here's the big thing. Yes, he couldn't step into throws, but the biggest issue I saw was he had to take every single snap until he mm-hmm. down from the shotgun because when you have a calf injury, you can't run play action from under center because you can't push off and explode off that calf. And if that continues, it's so limiting to the offense from both a schematic standpoint and from an overall just general standpoint. Like you can't get under center. That takes away a big portion of your playbook right there. So – like I can see them going to some hurry up to try to let him win at the line of scrimmage from the gun with his mind, which he can do. But as we saw last week, that's going to mean a lot of short passes and mm-hmm. a lower a dot than we're accustomed to. Jamar Chase seemed fine with this. T Higgins, I don't know. He wins a lot down the field, contested catch situations, intermediate and deep halves of the field. So I think it hurts T Higgins. Jamar Chase can pro- probably push through it, but Burrow. I mean, without any upside from rushing and without the big playability and the ability to even use play action. He becomes more of a QB2 for me. And uh, last one real quick. What do you expect the Chargers offense to do with the Mike Williams-shaped hole left yeah. after his season-ending injury? I think it'll be Palmer initially, and hopefully Quinton Johnson can win that battle out. But Quinton Johnson, I have to like always remember, remind myself about this, Chris. I had high hopes for Quinton Johnson once he was drafted by the Car- uh, Chargers because I thought he played a specific role where he's just basically just running like a ton of drag routes and getting mm-hmm. those after Williams and Allen clear things out. That didn't really surface. And then I go back to my pre-draft evaluation. I didn't really love him as a prospect. Not a good contested catch uh, receiver. Doesn't always hand catch. Had issues with that, which led to drops. 
on the vertical plane, I thought he was very overrated in general as a route runner and, and from a speed profile. I really thought he'd just eat underneath and after the catch, which is really where he was best on tape. But that role is going to be harder without Williams clearing out defensive backs. If he's been the one now asked to be the Williams of this offense, like running verticals, I'm not so sure. So I think Palmer I would lean toward, even though we saw last year that he could just end up being like a Michael Gallup type, where it's like, yeah, it seems like he has an opportunity, but is the talent really enough to overcome mm-hmm. that? All right, that's going to do it for FFT and 5. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Start Sit and have the latest injuries for you for Week 4. We'll see you then. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.